it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh, God, come back home. This crazy world is fearless and abusers. We need you now before we're too far gone. I hope one day they finally see the truth. Well, good evening, Patriots, Freedom Fighters throughout Saskatchewan, across the country and around the world. How are we all doing tonight? Do me a favor, share this out, do your thing, uh, bust through the shadow banning. The shadow banning on, on Facebook is ridiculous. Uh, I was just banned on Twitter, actually, last night for 11 hours during the day yesterday for something, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so bust through that, share this out, get it out there. I'm presently streaming on my main uh, Facebook page, um, Mark Friesen PPC, uh, Mark Friesen Saskatoon Grasswood, and Canada First on Facebook. I'm also on YouTube and Twitter and DLive. Sorry, got a hairball. So it seems that I've created a little bit of controversy. Uh, actually, in all honesty, I didn't create any of it. I'm just responding to some of it. Uh, yesterday, I did a live stream in regards to Marcus Ray and, and a few people. Um, just in regards to, to you know my opinion on how I see this little event going forward, who Marcus Ray is, what he's shown himself to be. Uh, I'm just identifying uh, the truth and facts of this uh, insanity. Uh, so within that, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, what's my solution? Uh, I've posted a two-minute drill, just one of my two-minute videos on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Just in regards to that solution, I encourage you to go watch it. And uh, if you agree with it, share it. Um, it's not rocket science. There is no quick fix. There is no silver bullet to any of this we've abdicated our responsibility in canada politically for decades we've abdicated that responsibility to people who we thought had our best interest at heart and they don't and so if anyone thinks there's going to be a quick fix um you know one convoy to end all convoys uh one protest to end all protests um you can forget it's not going to happen and that's the reality. This is this is uh, this is about re-engaging. It's about taking back our responsibility and holding people accountable uh, through that. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is on mass, is with critical mass, and we're not there yet. So um, there's going to have to be some more pain. There's going to have to be some more um, upheaval. Um, that's just the reality. There's too many people walking around in their own bubble. They're still paying the mortgage. They're still paying the bills. They're still putting food on the table, getting Sally and Johnny to hockey practice and whatever. Um, and they think everything's just fine. We know it isn't. Um, Mark Friesen isn't going to burst their bubble because they don't want to listen to people like me because I'll ruin their worldview. Um, it's going to take reality. It's going to take consequences of reality to wake these people up. <clears throat> so uh, with that all said, uh, let's get on with the show. I got a great guest with me tonight. I have two great guests, as a matter of fact. Starting off the show, 
waiting in in the backstage right now is is Rob Boutelier or Boutelier. I'm not sure how he likes me to pronounce it. <laughs> but uh, I followed Rob for a long time, and this guy is is a, is just a boatload of common sense. I love his commentary, uh, and I've been wanting to have him on my show for for a long time. So finally, we've made it happen. And um, so, without further ado, let's uh, let's uh, well before we do bring him in, I just want to show you a little clip, just in case there's some of my fans that maybe um, don't know Rob as well as as others. So I'm going to just play a short little clip, um, and then we'll get into. We'll get into business here. Farmers, 30% reduction in nitrogen emissions is what they're calling for. They want 30% less nitrogen emissions. Now they say it's not to target fertilizer. They're, they're not saying reduce fertilizer guys. They're saying reduce pollution from fertilizer without saying that the only way to really do that is to reduce the use of fertilizer, which in turn reduces crop yields, which in turn makes these farmers and these farms and these generational family businesses less profitable and interrupts our food supply. They are out in the open doing something that will disrupt our food supply, that will harm the people who put food in our mouths, the farmers, and will make food more scarce than it already is for people who have a hard time getting food. All right, that's why I like this man so much. He's straight to the point, no BS, uh, and 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 very much uh, common sense. Rob, welcome to my stream, my friend. Hey guys, hey Mark, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. So uh, <laughs> we're living in some pretty crazy times, and uh, I, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, what are we going to do? How do we solve this? What do we? What's the what's the solution to all of this? nonsense uh and insanity so i'm going to start the show that's why i started this this whole talk tonight with with that discussion i want to get i want to get a sense from you what you think uh the answer is or the solution is to all of this insanity it's uh, it's not an easy one that's for sure no. it's not overnight this is a this is decades long solution that we need to deploy here and the first step to that is getting enough influence over everything going on around us that we actually, you know, we, we stop, we stop the spread. We stop it from shifting so far left, like it is right now. Um, that's the first step is we need to get control of this. We need to get enough voices out there and enough people involved yes. with, with a following that can actually project these messages. You know, from, from there, Mark, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that I see that's an issue with our elections and with our, with our political system is everybody's voting for a prime minister. Everybody in the country is voting yes. based on who nobody's voting for good local candidates that yes. represent them best. Yes. What's, ha what's happened over time, because everybody's been focused on that prime minister, is we've allowed, when you look at the conservatives, the party so weak is because we, we'd allowed that, we allowed that party to get filled with weak people who yep. don't uphold our values, who don't, who don't stand up for our interests. Um, and gradually over time, we didn't see that happening because everything was quite comfortable. But now we have a whole party of people that don't represent us, that don't do what's in the best interests of us, that, that don't support us. And, yeah. you know, another piece too, Mark, here that comes into this is, well, you saw it through COVID, the entire party, the only good politicians were the ones that got kicked out of the party this whole right. time, the whole time through COVID. 
The right. only people who took a stand were the ones who got booted out of their party. So now you've got a bunch of people who are just standing there scared for their pensions, who aren't doing fuck all about anything that's happening, the unprecedented violation of rights and freedoms in Canada, this, this football being tossed left like nobody's seen before. I mean, you look at the last five years, what's mm. happened, and mm. these people have not made one strong move against that. The oh. best we can hope for, the best we can hope for is that they let it move left slower. That's it. It's still moving yeah. left no matter what they do. 100%. They're, so, they're so weak that they've, gen- they've created that dynamic here with our political system. And the, the final piece that's missing here for me, Mark, and I'm going to start this with, I'm not a religious person. I never went to church growing up. I don't go to church right now. But Christian values have been removed from society. And when you look, at the, thousands, you look at the thousands of years that took to get us to the point we're at today and how refined those values became and how embedded they are in everything to do with our country, our laws, mm. our political mm. system, just, just our general values and beliefs. I mean, we wouldn't have values and beliefs if, if not for that religious ideology. Find me, a, find me a Canadian politician that isn't afraid to talk about his faith openly, right? right. And, and, and ultimately, we have, and I'm the same as you. I, I never went to church. I haven't gone to church since I lived at home with my parents and I was raised Catholic. Uh, I left the church when I left home, and I've never gone back. That doesn't mean I'm not spiritual because I am and I have a relationship with with God. I, I have a faith. But but we all we all have to recognize that all of the values that we cherish in Canada and throughout Western civilization are based on Christian values. Yep. And, and we have to get back to that. We have to get back to to being courageous. I, I can't even believe it takes courage to speak about one's faith. It shouldn't. It should be just. Yes, this is what we believe. This is what our civilization is founded upon. And we have to go back to this. We have to go back to these values. Well, and let's be clear. It doesn't take courage to speak about faith in Canada. It takes courage to speak about one particular faith. Right. And that's it, right? right. And, and, and again, when you, when you look at the church and everybody's against the church and everybody's against the actions of a lot of people in the past, and sure, so am I. That's not rep- representative of Christianity, though. No. The people who did those no. things did not uphold Christian values when they did those things. Right. So, yes, there's awful people in history that have done awful things. And that's throughout the world with every ideology that you're going to look at. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here, though. The fundamental right. importance of Christianity in society is what allows us to function the way we do today with the, with the values that we all share or, mm. or we used to share because it used to be quite peaceful because everybody just was aligned in what was important and what mattered for the most part. I mean, left was left, right was right, but it wasn't this big of a gap. It was, you know, it was people just kind of fighting about little stuff that wasn't really consequential at that point in time. But here we are today, and and Mark, they've done such a phenomenal job of absolutely stripping Christian values at a society that this is where we find ourselves, right? I I really like what you said at at the start of this, where you you talked about our our politicians and nobody votes for their local politician. I, I just, I just did a two minute drill earlier this afternoon that spoke about the antidote to globalism. Globalism is the root of all the problems that are happening in our country right now. Yep. The antidote to globalism, this hyper centralization of power control and resources into this, you know, unelected foreign entity uh, the antidote to that is local. The antidote to that is is the lowest common denominator, the people 
communities, getting communities back together. And you raise a good point when we're talking specifically about politics. It's it's electing that guy on the ground that's going to represent your values and actually defend your values and protect your values. That's who we need to put into place municipally, provincially, federally, but at the local level. That's where we need to focus. I couldn't agree more, my friend. Well, and, and you know, the, 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 the tough part to swallow about this for me is globalism is a terrible force on the planet, but globalism, globalism didn't hollow out the Conservative Party. Mm. We did because we stopped electing based on principles, values, and morals. And, and what's matter, what matters with society and we started just looking to get that win, that, that prime minister in place. And sure, I don't want Justin Trudeau in just like the next guy. But it's, we got to start somewhere as voting people that are principled in that matter. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know if you've met Sean McDonald, the PPC representative for, uh, for Fort McMurray here. Yeah, I know Sean. I spent a lot, lot of time with Sean. And I, one thing I can say about Sean is he's the only person I'd be able to vote for. Because right. our, our federally elected representative, Layla Goodrich, I've watched Sean McDonald do 10 times as much work for this community for free right. than what I see her do. And I went through her social media to see what it is we're getting for this salary that she's being paid. Right. I, I can't find anything of value. No, right? no. no and, and, and most people would be hard pressed to find any value in any politician in any riding across this country yep. based on what they're paid. It's people actually that have a passion and a love for the country and the, and the values and understand that those values are under attack. It's those people that are doing all of the work. Right. And, and, and it's great to see, it's good to see, and we need more of it. But the only reason you're speaking like this, Rob, is because you're in tune with what's happening. Now, one of the, one of the challenges that we have, and as, as you know, people that have podcasts and, and, and we communicate, um, you know, our opinions and our values, on a regular basis, one of the challenges is getting that message to the masses who seem to be hypnotized by mainstream media, right? Yeah. And 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 so that's our challenge. That's how we have to do this. And and social media, of course, is a great way for 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 us to do these things. But I think we also have to get in face to face and speak to people. You know, have town halls, host town halls, invite people in, and and give them your ideas. And, and, and show them what, what could be possible and, and why things are happening. Because if people don't have that context, they're going to continue doing the same thing they've always done. And we continue to repeat, uh, you know, this insanity. Well, and, and it's unfortunate that, you know, there's such a buffer between the damage being done and the level of discomfort that people experience, right? So people are still quite comfortable today and people don't start noticing until it hurts a lot. Yes, And it, it still yes. hasn't hurt enough that people are really right. seeing what's happening here and fighting right. back. I mean, you see it in the States. Everybody was pro-Biden at the start of the uh, at the start of his, his term there. And <laughs> within half his term, everybody hates his guts because right. it hurt enough. Right. right. Exactly. But here in Canada, we've got such a social net. We've got all of these things working in favor of the liberals here that yeah. no, nobody's feeling enough pain at this point. No, we're and that's out, it. And we're coming out and doing the most blatantly obvious yes. things to damage our country, as you can possibly imagine. But people right. are still comfortable. So they're like, eh, it doesn't affect me, right? That's right. That's that's a hundred percent how it is. And and you know, I keep telling people that, you know, this pain that we've gone through, this pain that we're going through, and the pain that we're gonna go through is all necessary. It all has to happen in order for enough people to wake up so we can actually affect change uh, based on that awakening. 
And until that happens, this idea that we can force this change with, with a small amount of people, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not 1776 anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of, uh, again, I mean, we're, we're not getting the numbers that the mainstream is getting there. There was a time now I'll tell you too. Another interesting thing, Mark, there was a period where my Facebook page, when I didn't even have as many followers as I have right now, right. had a reach of approximately one and a half to 3 million people a week. Right. And that is one tenth of what right. it was right now. And it's right. not because of less reactions or views. I mean, all of the statistics have remained relatively level. Yeah. They've, they've made moves. And then the media has done things that have restricted our ability to actually get that message yeah. out to people. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I opened the show by talking about being shadow banned. Yep. Um, you know, I used to reach thousands um, regularly. I had 11,000 subs on, on YouTube for a while. And uh, you know, now I, I restarted. I think I have less than a thousand yep. and um, you know, cause you get banned and you have to restart and whatever. So it's tough. It's hard to bust through this. Um, and again, this is why I've taken a lot of, you know, the show on the road to, to, to these town halls to present, you know, some information and education to people so we can have some context to why things are so insane and so crazy. So you're in Alberta. I, I w- I'd like to talk a little bit about Alberta politics because uh, that's important. I, I really believe, as you know, as much as I've been involved federally, ran in the last two federal elections with the PPC, and I believe really the PPC is the only option federally. I still think there's a, there's a large part of me that believes a lot of the work can be done provincially if we get the right people in power, uh, let's say in Alberta and Saskatchewan and, and other provinces like, like ours, because we've never really seen premiers exercise the power that they have under the existing constitution. They just, they never really stand up for our best interests. They always seem to be selling out to, to Ottawa. So, you know, Alberta, I know there's a, there's a, there's a large uh, discussion happening regarding separation. Where do you fall on that, Rob? I'm 100% pro separation at this point in time, Mark. And it's, right. not, it's, it's not because I want to separate. It's because right. the only option we have right now to get a better deal is to bring out the big guns here because so, so I'm, I'm yes. just about to embark on a piece of work with the Alberta prosperity project here, because they Good. have an incredible way of explaining why separation mm. is the only answer or, or the, the move towards separation is the yeah. only answer. Yeah. And to sum it up, if we were to go the way that Jason Kenny and all of these previous people wanted to take us to get a better deal for Alberta, that means there are so many layers of bureaucracy we need to jump through where people right. have to give us permission, people have to allow us to have a better deal. So we've got people who do not have the interests of Alberta in right. their minds, and they're not going to give us a better deal. And there's right. a dozen of them that we have to jump through to try to get a better deal. So we have to essentially, I'm not going to use the term I usually, we have to kiss ass the entire way up the ladder to try and hope to get a better deal for Alberta. Whereas if we go in the other direction, it's, you know, it's roughly like a three to four step process. It's a lot less complicated and it positions us in a way that they don't have any leverage over us at that that point in time. Now I'm not saying separate. I'm saying let's get to the edge and then sit down and have a conversation with these guys. Right. And I don't disagree. And I've listened to the, I've gone to a few uh, APP uh, events um, and, and I like a lot of the things they have to say. I, and, and in the conversations I've had with them, um, 
I completely understand that if you are going to be taken seriously by Ottawa and you're sitting around a table negotiating a fair deal for the province of Alberta or Saskatchewan, you need to have 60% in your back pocket ready to separate to say, hey, um, you don't like what we're asking, um, we're out, you know. And you need to have that leverage. You need to have that negotiating power. If you're ever, ever going to have a better deal, that's what Quebec has done. And they've done it a masterful job of it, which is why they get whatever they want. Yep. And, and so you're hundred percent right. So, and, and that's where I stand. I, I'm not a separatist. Yeah. And, and, but I understand that the leverage that's required for us to get a better deal. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think at the end of the day, separation would would put us in a fairly precarious and vulnerable situation but at the same time we all have to understand that it's about survival and if we can't get what is needed in our province say Saskatchewan or Alberta then we have to be able to survive we have to we have to have another option and control our own destiny yeah we absolutely have to so i i completely get it well, and, and, you know, and my stance is I, I never want to be a victim. So if we're not deploying every possible means to get a better deal yes. without, w- without having to kiss liberal arse right. the entire time we're trying to get a better deal. Right. I mean, it'd be different if we had a group of people that said, hey, we're at the table right now. We want to talk to you guys. But the fact that we have to beg the entire way to a better deal, it's just like, no, that's not going to work, guys. That's going to get us in an endless cycle of conversations. Whereas, and, and again, I'm sure somebody will get a better deal if we actually get that leverage behind us. I don't think we'll separate them, but right. it's just, they've right. left, we've been left no choice at this point in time, right? Yeah, no, and I, I agree 100%. Vince Fenton, a buddy of mine out of BC, says, why is BC always left out? I don't think we're leaving you left out, Vince. Uh, the problem is you live in a province that has the lower mainland of 4 million people or whatever it is now, and the rest of the province is controlled by that by that region, so... Um, I don't know. You guys have to figure out your own situation, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, and so in, in that vein then, Rob, so who, who do you support provincially then? Have you determined that for yourself? I'm, I'm pretty close. Are you waiting? To, no, I'm, I'm pretty close to determining that. And I actually haven't had a chance to talk to many of the candidates. Um, the, only, the only one that I've had on my live stream is Todd Lowen. Yeah, I saw that. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, I've been thinking really deeply about who to support and who not to support. And I think the first thing when it comes to my support, I'm going to have an awfully hard time supporting anybody who during COVID um, did not speak out against what was happening to Albertans. I mean, right. that's right there. Right. That's finalist. That's It was obviously an atrocity. And if people were in that party and not speaking out, that's a problem for me. Um, the second thing is anybody who was on that rooftop with Jason Kenny having dinner, breaking every single protocol that he was jamming down Albertans throats. Right. Anybody who's running, who was at that table, right. I wouldn't be able to support right. because that's a kick right in the nuts um, from those guys right there. And we, we did re- not get any kind of real apology. It was a whole bunch of reasoning why it was okay for them to do that. So, so that's another thing that, that comes to mind. The other thing is I, I do see, some politicians that have uh, spent a lot of time crafting their, their image. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got Danielle Smith, who was a floor crosser. I mean, that yeah. right there tells me something. The other thing too, is I'm not seeing, I want, I want answers to the hard questions. Where do you right. stand on self-defense? 
Do you right. think it's okay for a Canadian to own a firearm for the purpose to protect their body? Right. 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 I want answers like that. I want answers like, are you willing to take this to the limit and, you know, force separation into the conversation? Or are you just going to send strongly worded letters like people in the past have done? Right. You know, we, we've got Travis Toes, and I was happy that the balance, the budget was balanced. But the biggest reason the budget was balanced, I mean, nobody really gets a pat on the back when oil prices skyrocket and we have right. end up with a whole bunch more revenue. So the only guy I'm hearing right now say things that I appreciate is Todd Lowen. He's talking about taking the fight to, to Ottawa. He's talking about mm. forcing their hand. He's talking about not being a victim any longer. No more strongly worded, uh, no, no, no more strongly worded letters, things like that. The man is pro self-defense. He believes in property rights. Uh, he supports firearms ownership, the whole nine yards. Like, like, and, and, don't get me wrong here, Mark. I, I think most politicians are going to let you down at some point. Yes. But unfortunately, early on like this, all you can really go off is what you're hearing from people. And the, mm. the one thing I can say, you know, I got to spend two hours in person with Todd uh, not long ago as well. And the man has no polish. And right. that's, a, that's an indicator to me of somebody who's got some, some value. And he, some he's integrity. Not, yeah. He's not putting on a show. He's not right. trying to put on a show. He's he's answering, yeah, he's answering questions. And another thing is he, he resigned from the party over what he saw happening. Mm. So, so those are all factors that are really strong for me. Yeah. And I don't see any other candidate that, that represents any of those values that I hold, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was, for a while there, I was following Danielle Smith. I thought, you know, she was running a pretty decent campaign. She was saying a lot of things that I, I, I sort of like to hear. But then she came out out of the blue and she's all of a sudden pro, you know, net zero. And yeah. I'm like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> you know, she talks about Alberta sovereignty. She talks about, you know, all of these things against globalism. And then boom, all of a sudden she's pro net zero. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Well, Sorry. Mark, here, here's, here's another major issue I have with that is yep. I am done finding a middle ground in conversations with anybody that pushes yes. this shit. I'm, yes. I'm done yes. because the reason where, where we're at is because generations before us for decades, we've been talking in the middle and all that's happened is the middle has moved left for yes. decades now. And yes. here we find ourselves today where there's kids identifying as cats in schools, getting litter boxes because they're afraid that it's going to come up as a human rights violation. If they don't provide <laughs> that, if they don't accommodate that. So, so this is, and this is all shit that they said, Oh, but, that's but they have no problem happen. putting a mask on that same kid for eight hours a day. No. And this is all shit that they said, well, guys, come on now. You're, you're being crazy. That's never going to happen. Well, all the stuff they said was crazy and not going to happen yep. has already materialized. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the firearms conversation, it's yep. been decades of listening to the other side and their concerns around firearms. Now, when you really get to the heart of the conversation with firearms, Nothing the other side says makes any sense other than they want us to have nothing but bolt action rifles at best. If they right. came out and said that, that would align with all of their actions. Because right. to have a conversation about an AR-15 and the functionality of an AR-15 beyond the core functionality being it's semi-automatic, right? Composites, chamber, like there's nothing about manufacturing that firearm that's different than another, um, another semi-automatic rifle. And when we get into conversations and we have our side saying, well, you know, the history of the AR-15 is it was created for, it, it's based off of this cult model and the M16, is, it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, right. stop it, guys. You're bringing that conversation, not to the middle, 
you're bringing right. it to the left and you're agreeing with them when yep. com- their, their, their argument makes no sense. No, so we've 100%. got decades and thousands of people actively working to negotiate with these people on mm. their terms and they've taken it inch by inch. And here we are today. And Nobody and, thought it was going to happen. They're and, looking at banning handguns countrywide right. right now, Mark. It, 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 we, we've always compromised. Always, man. And, and I'm with you 100%. I'm not willing to compromise anymore. I'm not willing to sacrifice my principles and my values yep. for anything. I'm, I'm just not. And yep. somehow, somehow that's seen as being extreme or radical. Well, no, it's not. It's just uncompromising values and principles that we're not willing to negotiate. It's well, just- and it's the, the, the concept of nice has changed over, over time. Now, nice used to be we're doing what's right. Yeah. We're doing what's right. Being nice to your kids was giving them a hard experience because that was good for them and they right. needed that. Nice right. now is I didn't make you cry in front of me. Nice now is, you know, sorry my voice was too loud. I didn't mean to frighten you. Right. Like that's, 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 that's where we're at. There's no foresight in niceness. It is. And, and all we've done is we've, we've offered these niceties to, to the yep. other side to try to get along with them. And yep. we're dealing with a group of people that don't want to get along. We're dealing with a group of people that want power. The purpose of the way they're approaching us is to gain power. There's no yep. truth in the words they use. Everything is shielded with fake words yes. to make it sound different than what the truth actually is. And this is what we're dealing with now. They, they jump on every atrocity. Uvalde is a great example. Trudeau comes out the next day. This is why we need to ban firearms, guys. What? Right. Okay, let's start basing everything off of what happens in other countries. What yeah. about authoritarianism in other countries and atrocities happening to their people? Well, based right. on that, if we're looking at other countries, every fucking Canadian should have multiple firearms to fight right. a tyrannical government. If we're going to base exactly. it off other countries and what happens there... right. 75% of the world lives under authoritarianism right now. Mm. So I think we should be equipped with firearms just in case that comes here. Right? 100%. Yes. That's their logic, man. But no, it, right. it, it, they're just so manipulative with language. All I want is the truth. If you support yes. something crazy and stupid, I just want the truth. Just tell me. The <laughs> well, right? and, but, but so, so we have conservative supporters and I'm going to dive into this a little bit now, Rob, you know, defending Pierre Polivare. Now I'm, I'm very hard on Pierre because yep. I, I think Pierre has been tapped. I think he's the guy who's going to win the leadership race for the con- conservative party. Yep. So I focus a lot of attention on him and, and I'm trying to hold him accountable with everything that I'm doing as they go through this process of leadership in that party. And I see him as the front runner. Everyone else sees him as a front runner. So I'm going to focus on him. And when I do that, when I put him into a corner with a question that I asked him in person, uh, there's, there are conservatives that continue to, to attack me for holding him accountable. Yeah. Right. I yep. just, I just want you as a politician, who's been a politician your whole life for 19 years in parliament. I want you to tell people the truth. Yep. I want you to answer questions that are uncomfortable. And what, right. what, they're, what they're doing, Mark, this system that, that has been bastardized and has gotten us to the point we're at today, when they do that, they're trying to keep the system the same way it is that's delivering yes. nothing but terrible things for Canada. Yes. You, know, you know, the political, I, I get a kick out of people who say, Canada's not authoritarian. What are you talking about? We have a democracy. Well, they, they've got this huge argument about the structure of, of politics in Canada and how it could never possibly be authoritarian. Well, guess what, guys? If it's used as it's intended for the betterment of the country, 
with good morals and values instilled in the people operating in that system, then it works. Right. But any system can be corrupted. Once exactly. you suck all that goodness out right. and leave it with power hungry people, they're going to manipulate that system any way they can yes. to bring it down. And, and that's and, what's happening, right? And you mentioned it earlier. Whose responsibility is to get that back? It's ours. Ours, man. It's ours. We have to do this. There's no quick fix. Nobody's riding in on a white horse to save the day. We have to do this. We've yep. we've abdicated that responsibility for decades. And now everybody's screaming. They want a quick fix, quick fix this, because I didn't do anything for decades to stop it from happening. And and so here we are. This is where we find ourselves. So we have to do this. This is up to us. Nobody's coming in to save the day. Well, and, and you know, Polyev's a great example now where you look at you look at the things that have been done. And what I think is more important, everybody wants to win their battle. Okay. Everybody's in a battle with the other side over something and they want to win. And sure, I want to win my battle too. But but what I want even more than that is for things to be done. I, I want people to stop sacrificing the integrity of the system to win their battle is what I'd like to see. So you look at you look at the gun ban, you look at the ordering council, the Queen's Privy Council, right. in private, under some kind of cabinet priv. They're in court right now just fighting to find out what they fucking base this thing on. Right. They come up with a recommendation, take it to the public safety minister, he takes it to the governor general, and she goes, Yep, good to go. Ban all the firearms. And everybody's like, Well, see, they they did they used the system as it was designed. Well, that's not right. what it's for. That's to eliminate bureaucracy for small things. Right. They, they found a way to use it to hurt us. But guess what, other side? Now anybody can use the system the same way to push any fucking thing they want. Exactly. Right? It's like exactly. you've compromised the whole thing when you did that. You didn't just ban firearms. You've shown them they have another tool to use outside right. of voting on a matter that allows them to achieve their objectives no matter how awful they are. And it's like I just want first and foremost, you know, that, that, that point that you made about people attacking you because of – you holding Polyev accountable. It's like, that's what we're supposed like. That's what keeps the integrity in this. That's what keeps right. the genie in the bottle. Right. When you're, when we're holding them accountable, right. we're, we're forcing them to uphold the values and the morals that we've elected them for. And when people say, no, no, just don't, because it'll, it'll, it won't let him win. Right. It's like, right. <laughs> like come on guys. Then we've and already like, lost. And, and again, that's why at this point, Mark, I've completely abandoned electing a prime minister. Yeah, I will for the till the day I die. My mm. my vote will go to who I think is the best local representation. Yeah, 100%. if it happens to be conservative, I'll vote conservative. Not right. seeing it right now, I'm not going to see that for a long time from now. Hundred percent. No, you're absolutely right, and and that is the antidote to all of this is local, and 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 really people like yourself and myself and others that that you know aren't afraid to stand up and speak. Uh, really, we have to do that. We have to bring the communities together. We have to bring people together, give them the information that politicians for decades have not provided to anybody. I mean, find me a politician in Canada, federal, provincial, municipal, that's ever talked about the UN Sustainable Development Agenda. You can't find They don't exist. Yeah, they don't they exist. Don't. They don't. Right? Even though their responsibility is to the constituents and they should be holding town halls every three months explaining what's happening. Yeah. But they've never have. They're, they're, ignore, they're, ignoring the, they're ignoring the wolves chasing us through the forest, but they're yeah. swatting the mosquitoes away right. from us that are biting us, right? <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, one of the things too is is one of the benefits to, 
this local and community and bringing people together and sharing ideas and like they used to do, right? Like, like communities used to do. And, and even in Saskatchewan, a lot of people still do that. And we notice a big difference between the urbanites and the ruralites, right? Um, rural folks still have an a, ability to, to share information and to speak with one another. People that live in the city, they don't even know their neighbors, right? Like they don't even, they don't even acknowledge their neighbors, right? Dude, I live in the city and I don't want to. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's it's not the dynamic and it's not the relationship I want to have, right? Exactly. But real folks, I mean, it's a false, it's a false, society completely false, right? Oh yeah. And everybody that lives in the city depends on government for everything. When, when and, I go outside and I see my neighbors and their families walking down the street with masks on, it's like, ugh. <laughs> I, just, I just, I'm pretty sure we don't have a lot in common, guys. <laughs> exactly, right? But you look at rural folks and they still have, you know, they still share these values of self-reliance, self-determination, independence. Their community can handle whatever Mother Nature throws at them or whatever the government throws. The, the communities are going to, they can come together, they'll deal with it, they'll fix it. Yep. Because humanity has this innate ability to solve problems, to innovate, to invent. Uh, this is what we've done forever. Yep. We don't need government in our business, in our food, in, in everything. We don't, we don't need government. We don't need that dependence. We need independence. We need this self-reliance again. And that's why we focus so much on rural, because I think it's going to be rural folks that, that really help turn this thing around. Well, there's another element with rural folks too that's really important to recognize. And so, I grew up on a farm. I, I was I worked on mm. from the from the time I was like three years old. I lived on yep. a farm until I was 18, and, and I worked on a farm from the day I could lift a bale of hay. Pretty much every day I was working on the farm. And, and one thing yep. that rural folks bring to the table is there's a lot of things we deal with in society today. It's not really a problem. Like there's a lot of stuff that people gather support for, and it's like I'm pretty sure that you just should just deal with your shit life. Like you, yeah. you should just kind of just take it and, and hold it yourself. Cause it's your thing. Right. right. But everybody wants a movement for everything now. And mm. guys like me who grew up on the farms were like, man, if I talk even 10% like that on the farm, my dad wouldn't have even swatted me <laughs> in the face. It would have been some other fucking guy that heard me right. doing it. And then he right. would have told my dad he did it. And my dad would have thanked him for it. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. You just, there's just so much other there's so many other terrible things that we should be talking about. And mm. these people, they make it 100% of it about their suffering that they perceive right. as suffering when they're the luckiest fucking people that yes. ever existed in society in the right. history of living creatures. In the, since, yeah. since, since 4 billion years ago when this planet was created, the generation that's complaining about being the most victimized yeah. are the luckiest creatures that yes. ever existed in the They're universe. the least like, victimized oh. ever in the history of humanity. <laughs> like, just, come on, guys. Like, you know, right. you, you just have it better than anything that ever existed at this point in time. I right. think you're okay, and you should just maybe shut the fuck up about it, right? Yeah. But, but they've been taught, right, forever that the more you bitch and complain, the more everyone bends to your bitches and complaints, right? Yeah. Well, the I more, mean, sub, the, the the more subversive it is. Just showing right? up. Oh, that drives me absolutely insane. It's, <laughs> right. And, and it's all, and it's, and, you know, I, I really do. One thing that I have a hard time with, Mark, and it's something I have a hard time putting together. I've seen large groups of people try to coordinate things before, and I've seen nothing but a clown show every single fucking time it's happened. Right. And one thing that hits me with all this stuff is 
Sure. I think there's an element of it that's by design, but I think what's more happening is people that have evil intentions are riding a natural wave. Yes. And they're, and they're, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, 100%. like you remove Christian values or you remove all the things that kind of hold us in place and make us strong. I think it creates a wave like what we're seeing. And right. then you see the evils come in and take advantage 100%. of that wave. It's not, it's not that they're, they've got a, this huge herd of sheep and they're directing them. It's like, no, no, no. People are going to do crazy, stupid shit like what we see. And yeah. now you've got the people who see the opportunity. And, and they know things, that, right? right? They know human nature. They know what, what we are. And, and, and so this is a very good example is this, we need immediate gratification, right? We live in this Walmart world where nobody fixes anything because you can't fix cheap shit from Walmart that's made in China. You can't. It's garbage. You use yeah. it for as long as it lasts. You throw it away. You go buy another one, right? Yeah. It, there, there's no sense of, yeah, you know what? I invested some money in this item and it's a good quality item. It, something broke on it. So I'm going to fix it so I can continue to use this thing. It's yeah. this, this is immediate gratification that we have that, <clears throat> you know, I'm just going to replace it. I'll just buy cheap shit from China and, yeah. and you know, everything's fine. Well, it's not fine because, and this is where, this is where we have the problem is society's not willing to change, right. To, to go back to the way it was, uh, they want the easiest way out. Yeah. They want everything provided for them. They want cheap. They want what? Well, and until we change those habits, it's not going to change. And the globalists know this. Yeah. Uh, you know, these people know what human nature is, and 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 they're just going to feed right into it. Well, and, and even a little deeper than that, Mark, is when people don't go through adversity. They don't, they lose that perspective yes. and they are, they become malleable and they become weak yes. and they become easily manipulated by the things yep. that keep them comfortable right. versus the inner strength that they've developed because of all the challenges they've had. Exactly. And that's what I see as the big move is, and I, I mean, it's, it's almost cliche at this point, but everybody is so comfortable that there, there's no strength in society anymore. Yes. You don't get, there's no, no there's, fabric. there's very few people of the recent generations that you're going to meet that are, that are going to look at you and you're going to see in their eyes, they've been through some shit and they're not right. to be tangled with or that they can handle what's coming at them. There's very yes. few people. You, what you're going to see more of is that, that deer in the headlights look where it's like, I don't know how to handle my life right now. I don't yeah. know how to deal with all the stress I have. My anxiety is through the roof and I can't handle it. Right. I need medication and, and all right. of these things. And that's, we don't, you know, I'm sure people were, they had an urge to be as mentally ill as they are today back in the day. But guess what? Inside of them, they had the strength to push back against all the things, to all the mm. demons they had inside of them mm. that were causing them to feel that way. And, and, they, and they bit their lip and they fucking did it. And right. through that, they became strong. Because they had to, because there, no, there was no safety net. Yeah. There was no computer. There was no technology to make up for whatever they lacked. Well, so you we, just... And now, now we have generations who've learned comfort. They have learned yes. nothing but comfort. They've experienced right. nothing but comfort. So when the government says, do this or else, they say, oh, geez, that doesn't sound comfortable. I'm going to do what the government says. And so should you guys, because if yes. you don't do it, it's going to get uncomfortable for me. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And so this, and that's why I say there is no quick fix to any of this. 
because all of this has been in development for decades, if not centuries. And, and so, you know, I, I'm thankful, though, because I, I really think change is inevitable. The fact that me and you are sitting here talking about these issues publicly is a sign that things are, are, are being prepared to change, right? Yeah. Like this is what starts it. This, we have to have these conversations. We have to have these, you know, th- these things and, and, and we have to do it publicly. And that's the start of change, a positive, I, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged and I'm, I'm positive that I think it's inevitable humanity will turn this thing around, yeah. but it's like the Titanic. You can't turn it on a dime. Well, and it's, you know, the first step is, you know, the, our voice is becoming socially acceptable and, and people yeah. not trying to shut us down every time we say something right. that they think is controversial, which is quite right. fucking normal and realistic. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy to me, Mark, that it's a controversial thing to say that I should be able to have enough weaponry to fight the government if they turn tyrannical. It's crazy right. to me that that's not something you should say. Right. It's crazy to me that people think you're an extremist. You're a redneck hillbilly. You're a gun-coding <laughs> redneck hillbilly. If I think somebody, if they come into uh, my house to harm me, I should be able right. to shoot them on the spot. They think right. that's crazy. There's, right. oh, I should get into a death match with this guy. There's you know? nothing more reasonable, actually. No, they, they have manipulated this system. And it's not just liberals. This is back to the conservatives. and everything. The criminal coming into your home to harm you yes. has more right to dictate the outcome of that situation right. than you do as the victim. You are expected to decide based on their actions what they might do to you. And if you do more than what's required based on that, you're going to prison. There's a guy, uh, there, he was an indigenous guy. I forget where it was. I was reading about him the other day. He woke up to somebody stabbing him in the head, right. literally trying to murder the guy. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wrestled the guy, got the knife, stabbed him to death, and went to prison for five years because they said he was entitled to defend himself, but he took it too far. And, you know, my stance is like, <laughs> it's just, you know, what, what, like the, you should neutralize no. the target. Like if somebody, if you have somebody right. in front of you who's trying to kill you, I mean, right. the safest thing they've demonstrated sure they're that they're going to kill you. Yes. Well, and he, he went to prison for five years over that, man. Of and that is terrifying to me, right? That's terrifying. And even mm-hmm. if you don't, even if you don't, your life is ruined. Your business right. is ruined. You're financially yes. ruined. Your reputation is ruined. Yes. Even if you get off on self-defense, Right. Yeah, you might as well not have, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, and the system is the punishment at that point in time. The, the, the process yeah. is the punishment, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. That's stuff you're not supposed to say out loud anymore, though, man. <laughs> like, but we have to. And I don't know if you found this, Raw, but you know, when I first started doing this, and 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 you know, I'm I'm pretty vocal and pretty honest. Uh, I used to take a lot of heat from the left, from the trolls, from the you know, whatever they are, Antifa types, but anti-hate, all these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hear or see of them at all anymore. It's almost like they recognize, hey, guess what? He's not going to shut up. It doesn't matter what we do. Yeah. Well, it's almost the, like we've gone past it, right? The other thing too is, you know, there, there is, there's, there's a development of you in the public eye that people don't recognize. They think it's uncomfortable now, so it's going to remain uncomfortable if I keep talking like this. Right. Right. And, but what actually happens is not only do you get more comfortable expressing yourself, because it's like yeah. anything else, it's a skill you have to develop. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a zone that you're going to step into that is just naturally uncomfortable. It's yes. not just that, though. You condition the rest of the people around you to understand yes. your views. And even if yes. they don't understand them, they know they're your views. 
They yeah. say they say that's Rob. That's what Rob thinks. And, exactly. and what we've what, what you and I have accomplished in doing that with the people around us is we've made these things that people tell us are extreme acceptable normal in a small zone, yeah. in a small geographical location. Yeah. This has become acceptable and we yes. can talk about it openly and we don't get attacked. And that's and that's and that's the thing that we're doing. And this is why I say there's no quick fix, there's no silver bullet. It's it's this cultural shift. Yep. And so you're hundred percent correct that yes, we're we're sort of setting the standard, you know, for for what we believe, what our values are, and and it's becoming, as you say, more acceptable to the ear in this in this generation, in this era where everything is wrong, yeah. um, everything right is wrong, everything wrong is right, and everything's you know inside out. But but standing firm on principles and values is becoming is becoming more acceptable. And, and that's where I get encouragement and that's where I see hope. Well, yeah, and you want to see it really catch on like wildfire. So you get, you get the select people, you know, the people that are viewed as maybe having a bit of courage and a bit of, you know, a bit of fire in them right now that do it. Take 10 million people in Canada and get them as comfortable as you and I are expressing our views mm. and watch what happens to their yeah. circles around yeah. them and their communities and, and how people start interacting with them. Because I'm telling you, Mark, there's a lot of terrible things that are said out loud right now that it's not coming from us. It's coming from the other side oh, that people 100%. should actually be afraid to say, like yes. there should be a level of shame that's carried with those things, but right. they've done such a good job silencing good people that hmm. those things have just been normal. Like you look at communist ideology that you have people who are openly advocating. Yes. You have politicians yes. who advocate for rebellion, like rebellious communists who took over their countries and and committed atrocities responsible for the of deaths people. of millions. And, and and but these people advocate for these things. And my thought, yes. my first thought is, that's as bad as Nazis. Like it's it's the same thing but different. It's like they should be fucking scared to right. even come out and say they have that view because it's they should so be ruined. Wrong. They should be well, ruined by absolutely. it. Absolutely. But what's happened is we've gotten mm -hmm. to this zone where they like they've created this understanding that all views are equal. And it's like no, some views are evil as fuck. Right. And people need to be scared to express those views. When it right. comes to those things, it's like when I see somebody who's proudly walking around talking about communism, it's like right. that person should be frightened. They should not yeah. be comfortable walking around doing that. Yeah. But this is where we're at. So we're uncomfortable saying what's good and righteous. And you've got people walking around selfishly advocating <laughs> but, for, but a, for a not. system that delivers actually, millions of deaths, right? I'm actually not uncomfortable. I, yeah. I, if I'm making people uncomfortable with what I say, hey, fantastic. Get used to it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's going to be a whole lot more of it. Well, uh, that, this that, is, that, that swag pack I'm sending you, I told you about, Mark, that's going to become yeah, your favorite gear. I know it. You wait. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but this is why guys like yourself need to take a lot of pride. I'm sure you do in what you're doing and, and recognizing the impact that you're having in doing what you're doing. I mean, we're all part of the process to change you know, uh, for the positive, for the good. And, and we have to be strong and we have to be, you know, courageous, I guess is the word you want to use, but we just, we have to ignore the noise and just, you know what, here it is. This is what I believe. This is what's righteous and good. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to do and say what I want and what I believe. Yep. Well, and, and it comes back to, it's, it's not, people think you need to be motivated but you, you, what you need to do is you need to be okay doing stuff that's difficult yeah. and you need to find the right thing that 
that makes you have to do that. There's been, I've been doing this for five years. There's been many times I've just wanted to hang up my hat and just leave it alone. Sure. I've, I've built a good sized platform, man. Like there's, there's a lot of noise and stuff like that. And I, I'll take a month off here and there and just walk away from it and think. But at the end of the day, it's not pride. It's not society that makes me want to do this. It's I've got three babies at home. I yes. got two nine-year-olds yeah. and an 11-year-old. And I'm certain they're, the world's going to be a pretty fucked up place for them in the future. But yeah. as their dad, if I'm not pushing what yeah. I think is right, yes. I, I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing I sat back and just let it get worse on them, right? That's right. And, yes. and, and I'm, I'm responsible. Now, now, at the end of the day, yeah, they're still going to have a tough time. Yeah, it's still going to be a weird place as they grow up. But at least I'll be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, guys? Daddy did everything in his power to change that for you right? Everything you could man. possibly do every hour he could invest in it. He did that for you guys. And, and I'm, and I'll be, I'll be just fine with a difficult situation knowing that, that when I go to bed at night, I can hang my hat on that. Yeah, right? man. That's it. And that's it. Uh, you know, we all have our own motivations and our own inspiration, I guess, and, and passion. And, you know, I mean, there's a reason why I've done what I've done and I do what I do. And that's, you know, I have three kids and they're going to have kids and, and, I I have this sense of of duty too I think and 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 to to people who have sacrificed everything before me um you know when things were they they were going overseas to fight in wars that you know for whatever reason they we we got ourselves wrapped up in and they defended our way of life they defended our values and so I had it really good growing up I had a I it was a breeze I had all the freedom I ever wanted it was the it was the coolest time probably ever to, to grow up, and I took it for granted. And there was people before me that that fought and died so I could have that. And so now it's my time. Now I have to do this. Now you know we're in the shitstorm, so we we have no choice. And so I, a lot of this is a sense of duty too. One hundred percent, man. It, it it is. And and if if more people viewed it that way, like people see it as. Um, they think you're, you're out for attention and things like that. But unfortunately our forum right now is what we're operating on. Yeah. You, it, it is what it is. And there's only one way to really get that message out. I mean, you could go knocking on doors for the rest of your life and not make even a right. 1% of the impact you make on these platforms. Yeah. So, so while people, you know, they kind of frown upon it and they say, well, you know, you're just, people think I'm a little too charged up, maybe a little bit too dramatic sometimes, but that's, that's actually how I feel about it, man. That's, and my that's message right. has to be strong right. because if it's not a strong message, yes. Yes. if I don't, if I don't portray it the way I see it, then it's not going to, it's not going to get people interested in it and talking about it. Right. hundred percent, man. I, uh, I, I really appreciate coming on. And I, I mean what I say when I, I, I respect you, I respect what you do and I have for a long time. Uh, I know you're going to keep doing it. I think it's in your DNA. I don't think you <laughs> cannot do it. So, I, and I appreciate, it. I appreciate all the time and effort you put into this. And, uh, and uh, so thanks very much for, for joining us and, and for what you do. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Hey, you bet, man. Thanks we'll have you on again. You betcha. Anytime. All right, brother. All right. Good chat with uh, our good friend, Rob Boudelier. Uh, I, Rob's a great guy. Um, I, I watch his stuff regularly. Um, it's always based on common sense. It's always based on the truth. And uh, somehow over time, that's become extreme and radical that nobody wants to hear the truth. Um, 
Unfortunately for them, I have another guy coming on to join me here uh, who's also a truth warrior and and extremely important to the freedom movement in this country. Um, I'm so happy to have this gentleman join us on the show. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, my good friend, Archer Palowski. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello. It's always good to to visit the grizzly patriot uh, cave. <laughs> I mean, when the lions are meeting with the grizzlies, uh, you know um, we are about to enter a rumble. It's going yeah. to be uh, entertaining. <laughs> for yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. There's not. There's no other lion I'd prefer to have in my grizzly den than you, Archer. How are you? Well, I'm good. I mean, <laughs> it has been crazy, crazy 10 days since since the Court of Appeal rendered its decision. So I have been doing show after show okay. after show. Okay. Meeting. Behold, <laughs> the politicians came out of the grass and now they're contacting me and they want to sit down and talk. Well, they do. Oh, it has been interesting, I'm telling that you. Is, that is very interesting. Yeah. Tell us more. Well, um, let me just uh, give the audience a little bit of background. Yeah, yeah please. This whole uh, Court of Appeal was all about. So um, I don't want to take too much time on the history, but you remember how they came in 2020 March, and they sent me a letter, City Hall, telling me that I have to shut down the soup kitchen. Why? Because we are right. in the middle of this crazy pandemic and people are going to die left and right. And it's just, you know, you were talking about common sense. I'm a common sense guy. Um, I was a businessman before, and in order to make money, and I was very good at what I was doing, in order to make money or good money, to run a proper business, you have to have common sense. You can't just go uh, and right. be a liberal spending left and right because you will go under, just like the liberals are bringing Canada under. You cannot be NDP and um, com you know, communist socialist uh, and just um, uh, give everyone a welfare check because then your right. company goes under. You got to pay people for actual work and why because you are actually being paid for actual work so if mm. i would not build a house i would not be paid if i didn't renovate something or fix this or do that i would not be paid and then therefore sure. i would go under common sense i mean it's not so common anymore but mm. uh, i'm an old-fashioned like my kids are saying I am from the last century, um, and that's true. <laughs> I am from the last century, and for me, a handshake with another businessman, it was good enough. We didn't need the lawyers. We didn't need a 100-page document, mm. craziness, giving tons of money to the lawyers. Uh, we mm. could just, you know, shake our hands and, and do business together. Um, old fashion, Call it old-fashioned, away, away right. from the last century. So... When I looked at the letter I received from City Hall, it just did not make any sense. So, sir, if you're truly in the middle of pandemic and you're shutting down shelters and you're shutting mm -hmm. down soup kitchens, what do you think is going to happen to 15 to 20,000 homeless people that are roaming right. the streets? Right. I mean, I think there was a legitimate question. 
especially mm-hmm. from a guy that works with the homeless people for 23 years. At that time, exactly. it was 21. Exactly. Well, I appealed that decision of them revoking my permits and shutting our soup kitchen to the mayor. He didn't care. To the mm-hmm. premier, Jason Kenney. Well, at that time, we didn't know that he is a traitor to Canadian people. We didn't know he's a turco working for a foreign entity and not Albertans, for sure. Um, I appeal it to every minister. No one cared. I mean, after all, we're just talking about homeless people. And who cares about the homeless people? Politicians don't. Uh, they just allocate hundreds of millions of dollars to fight homelessness. But right. in the reality, it's just big, fat business. Shelters mm-hmm. are being run per head like cattle. The government gives them money per head like cattle. The more cattle heads, the more money. It's just a big, fat business uh, of the government. So anyway, and the CEO, of course, are living in palaces and driving uh, you know, uh, luxury cars, not like the luxury car I was um, driving from Kutz as the Crown Prosecutor um, accused me of. It was $6,500 car that is owned by my son, uh, by the way. <laughs> but those people are not even capable of getting the story straight because they're not interested in the truth. They're not interested in a story. They're interested in propaganda. A narrative propaganda. Right? How to spin their story the way mm. it fits their agenda so anyway i appealed it no one cared and of course as you remember i became the first canadian with a covet ticket 12 mm. officers my parishioner was assaulted um mm. i was threatened with arrest and a million dollar worth of ticket so that was my 2020 entire year every time i f- went to feed the poor while i had the gangsters in uniform threatening me by the officers as mm. Uh, Nazi uh, agents from the Nazi party of Canada and the armed forces of the biggest gangsters that we have, the Calgary police. And that was my life for the the rest of the year. And remember the Christmas, remember the Christmas celebration, remember the the celebration before, which was um, Halloween, when the politicians came on television and said, kids, um, you have been locked for a while, but now we are going to let you out and have a safe Halloween and just go and, you know, like have a good time. And just a few weeks after that, mm-hmm. they uh, came on television very serious and said, oh, we have to cancel Christmas. Remember right. that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what happened. I look at this and I said, you people are crazy. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot shut down Christmas. Christmas. You cannot shut down God. Right. What do you? Who do you think, uh, Kenny, you are? A Grinch of Alberta? I mean, seriously? Mm. You're going to mm. steal our Christmas? No way. No one mm. can. God is bigger no. than a Christmas tree and the lights. And of course, what I did, uh, well, that's what lions do and that's what grizzly bears do. I called the biggest pride of lions I could master. I invited everyone to an event that was so dangerous and the most dangerous thing that I did. Mm. Are you ready for that? I did unthinkable. I did I did something so deadly that I'm still I'm still puzzled why the city of Calgary didn't collapse and we're still alive. I asked my friends to come with a choir mm. to carol. I called the carolers. You didn't. To, 
Yes, I did. I, I'm guilty. <laughs> of I asked people to come and form a choir mm. so we can carol during the Christmas season. We were caroling. I know. I know. It's I'm a horrible uh, human being. Very, very dangerous. Praises to my God, and I was having a great time. <laughs> and we did another unthinkable. I mean, I, I know I'm horrible. I I did one evil after another. Mm. I dared to feed them. Are you ready? Mm. Not with crickets. No, that's what Bill Gates, that's what right. Jason Kenny wants you to eat. Uh, right. No, I did not uh, feed those people with the worms. That's uh, Trudeau and Schwab. And uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy, people. Um, mm. They want you to eat that stuff. No, I fed them with our own. Are you ready? Mm. Alberta beef, the best beef on earth. <gasps> oh, my God. Not only are you dangerous, but you're, 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 you're helping climate change. I, I'm 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 actually single-handedly destroyed yeah. the climate change. Yeah. I'm I'm responsible. I mean, <laughs> if you are looking for the one that breathes uh, all this stuff, uh, oh it was boy. me uh, during the those carolers eating mm. the juicy yeah. triple A Alberta. You, you gathered carolers to sing, and it, and obviously spread you know this deadly virus. And you fed them beef at the same time. I just yeah. Here's what I was spreading. I was spreading hope, yes. and I was feeding people so they can have more hope and more strength yeah. to yeah. fight this tyranny. That was mm. unacceptable for um, those good people in power, those that want you to own nothing and be happy. Because in the end of the day, you gotta remember. Our politicians, everything they are doing, it's for your own good. It's for your own mm -hmm. benefit. They're raising taxes so they can uh, just pour out love on you. Uh, they yeah. are uh, created $2 at the pump uh, so they can bless you. I mean, yes, the warm embrace of government. Yes. They, uh, you know, taking your money is actually working for your benefit because you own nothing and you will be happy. And now they're, they want you to eat bags which are yes. more expensive than beef, and they uh, don't mm. want you to drive a car. I think they right. will um, soon. No private cars. Mm -mm. Yeah, because yeah. if you want... Or property, or farms, or ranches, or any of that. Yeah, but you know, you got to remember, Mark, when you do walk, you're healthier. <laughs> All right. All right. Right? I mean, I, mean yeah. I understand their point. Um, mm. So everything they do is for your own benefits. Anyway, fast forward. Yep. The people showed up. We had a great time. We were singing carolers, and 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 I was feeding those people. Um, you know that they uh, wanted to die uh, with triple A steaks. We gave hundreds of gifts to the homeless people, and I had over hundred police officers, fifty-two police cars, SWAT mm. team, an entire team of cameras, telescopic cameras, video cameras chief of police, 20 cops on bicycles, gang show. I end up with 15 COVID tickets for uh, my horrible, horrible actions that endangered, yeah. uh, endangered the climate, of course, and, um, and mm -hmm. of course, um, endangered the whole society at large. Everything and, was all wrong. Yeah, um, that was 2020. Now yeah. they started to show up at the church building and right. first they uh, blocked our driveway. Of course, that was for our benefit as well. They just did not want those poor souls to go to church and uh, and be uh, murdered by uh, the invisible enemy um, right. that no one still uh, no no one can find it. 
is so is, is so secret El elusive it's, yeah it's straight from the wuhan uh wuhan uh, lab uh, that's right. why it's so uh, right. communistically elusive so anyway um and then they started to take pictures of our women and and our children as you remember and then they broke the criminal code of canada uh, section 176 one two and three the charter of rights and freedoms that start with the preamble, whereas Canada acknowledges the supremacy of God and the rule of law, then the constitution, then the human rights, then the international human rights. They invaded like the Nazi that they are, like the Gestapo of old, like the mm. KGB during the time I was growing up behind the Iron Curtain in Poland. They right. walked into the church, into a sanctuary, into a place that was always historically protected by law and by God's orders, when the soldiers right. were commanded to leave their swords outside the doors, they mm -hmm. walked with their guns, they walked with the tasers, they walked with their badges, they walked with the handcuffs. So I did what every man I was hoping is going to do, every woman that loves mm -hmm. this country and their children, get out your Gestapo, get out your Nazis, who do you think you are? And eventually mm -hmm. they go, they come back with a warrant, uh, actually, it was not even a warrant. It was an injunction, a secret injunction done mm -hmm. ex parte without our knowledge by a crooked judge. There were three crooked amigos, I call them, the three crooked judges. The mm -hmm. first one was David Gates. I'm sure he must be related to Bill Gates. Bill, mm -hmm. uh, David Gates of Alberta gave them the power to enter our church anytime they want with whomever they want to enter with. So they showed up with SWAT team. I mean, it's of course, it makes sense, right, to yeah. show up with a SWAT team to right. a peaceful church because it was so dangerous Very and dangerous. terrorizing yeah. the whole neighborhood. We right. eat beef. And we sing songs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. very yeah. dangerous, very yeah. dangerous. Uh, on, on on any level, you look at this story. So they showed mm. up with the SWAT team. I kicked them again. They showed up again, kicked them again. So they went to um to get another, a bigger gun, a tongue, if you will. So they went to another crooked amigo. This time, Associate Chief Justice John Root. That fella gave them the power to enslave the entire population. I mean, why not? If we are tyrants, let's be the real tyrants, he yes. decided. And he did a secret meeting. And you, Mark, you will understand what I'm saying. When you go to court, everything is recorded. Yes. And rightfully Probably. so, because Probably. the records later on, if something goes wrong, to go back and find out what, why yes. it was done. Well, not hold your horses, not in this instant instance. What this crooked judge did, he ordered, I mean, he's the judge, so he did it um, by his own order. He shut off every recording device and excused every person, the clerk from recording what he said during the proceeding. So it was done ex parte without our knowledge without uh, mm. us being present, without the mm. lawyers even having a chance to dispute this injunction. Right. And they got it by shutting down every record, every, every ability for us later on to be able to know, to hear what was said during the proceedings. So John Rook gave them the power 
to arrest anyone within the province of Alberta that would dare to oppose the AHS Nazi Party of Canada. And they showed up again with the SWAT team. They opened the door. They dropped something on the ground. I was already preaching at the pulpit. Mm -hmm. They left. It was packed. So they decided to wait for people to go home. And while we were driving home, we got arrested in the middle of the highway with my brother David in in the rain. Spent three days and two nights in prison. Mm. And then on Monday, we met another crooked amigo. You remember, I told you about three crooked amigos, David Gates, John Rook, and now we've met the third one, a failed liberal politician that was running to become, uh, I think, MLA at that time and did not win. So Cretien, that corrupted crook, appointed him to be the judge in the province of Alberta so he can forward the liberal ideas, but from the bench. That guy. We are shackled, handcuffed, spent three days, two nights in prison, deprived of sleep, face this guy. And he starts his proceedings by saying, well, my good friend, John Rook, his boss, called me and asked me if I would be kind enough to look into all those cases as a favor to him. I turned to my brother, David, and I said, it's over. It's finished. It's done. We don't stand a chance. This is a show trial, Soviet style. Those people already decided our fate. So I decided to go to the States. I was supposed to be there for a few weeks. I spent four months and on the way back, as you remember, immediately landing in Calgary. I was arrested and criminally this time charged for inciting people to come to church, participating in the church service, um, officiating an illegal gathering, not wearing a muzzle. Boom, handcuffed the police and then fingerprinted to Mike shot again this criminal pastor Arthur Belowski and um and then um, released on bail do you remember that two days after my brother David and me were arrested on the highway do you remember what Jason Kenney was doing with his cabinet ministers yeah they were having champagne weren't they they were having whiskey party. I mean, one love for you, one love for them, one love for me, one love for thee. I mean, of they're course. the pirates. That's what they do. That's what tyrants do. That's what tyrants do. And I warned over and I said over and over again, Canadians, wake up. Those people are like cancer. They will never stop. Cancer never does. It right. will keep eating, keep destroying until you have nothing left. Jason Kenney, Premier of Alberta. Minister of Environment, Jason Nixon, Minister of Finance, uh, Travis Taves, Minister of Health, Tyler Chandra. Boys threw up a whiskey party two days after we were released from jail, breaking the same rules, the same mandates, the same regulations. And of course, one law for them, another for the slaves. They are the fires. We are nobodies. No charges, no arrests, Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Anyway, I came back from the States and finally our crooked amigo, Adam Germain, rendered his verdict. And just Mm. like I said at the very beginning, he found us guilty. He has found me guilty times two of contempt of court and Mm. hammered us with over $50,000 worth of penalties. Community hours, because you see, I only feed the homeless. According to him, I don't do community service. I have to be hammered even more. Mm. Uh, Probation, 18 months, probation officer. Um, And then 
mobility rights revoked. I was not allowed to travel and compelled speech straight from North Korea, Chinese style. This crooked mm. judge ordered me, my brother David and Chris Scott to recite a communist fascist party line just like the CBC is doing, just like CNN. He wanted to hire us to become corrupted reporters. He says, every time you talk, every time you have a sermon, every time you talk to another human being or do a show, you must, by my order, recite what I tell you to say, compelled speech. Uh, well, we said no. My brother David was more precise. He says, Judge, I hope you're listening. You can shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Yeah. And I to my brother and I said, okay, we're doomed. That's it. You can you blame him? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, this was uh, a repetition of God. history. And, and it listened to my accent. I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets uh, during the Soviet occupation of Poland. So this is clearly a repetition of history and identical, yeah. not similar, identical tactics Right. to the toxic tactics I've seen uh, growing up. Anyway, um, we appealed it. So all, all of this I'm telling you is leading to what happened 10 days ago. We appealed mm -hmm. the decision. And of course, after I embarrassed them, um, they arrested me again, coming back from a rally in Le Duc with my, my, with my wife. Uh, in the middle of the night, I was arrested by RCMP in the middle of the highway. We right. attended a protest are coming from the pro peaceful protest. Nothing happened. We just protested uh, the masking of our children. While on the way home, arrested again in the middle of the highway, under mm -hmm. the bridge in mm -hmm. snow, taken to police with my brother David, charged criminally, breach of probation, all kinds of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Then I was part of the truck convoy. As you remember, I was asked to feed the people and conduct series of church services, which I gladly did. It was one of the best things I have ever seen in Canada. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, solidarity of different colors, different mm -hmm. creeds, different people coming together. It was absolutely amazing. I loved mm -hmm. every moment with those people. They are my kind of people, lovers of this country, lovers of the future and the children and, yes. uh, and, and liberties and the Canadian flag. Then off they went to Ottawa. We went to support the local rallies uh, mm. right here in the province of Alberta. I was asked to go to Milk River to conduct a church service there and into Kut. So I did gladly. We had Lord's yes, Supper. We had worship. I did a church service speech. Um, I was about 50 cruisers from RCMP. When I was done, they recorded me, took pictures. When I was done, they opened the barricade for me, believe it or not, and they let me into Kutz. The RCMP did. I, we didn't have to break anything. We didn't. No, I asked and they opened and, and off I went with my son and the worship leader from our church, Larry Heather. Uh, we conducted a second church service in Kutz. Kutz is the Montana-Alberta border uh, yep, point yep. of entry. Um, nothing happened. We had a dinner. We worshipped. I gave a 19-minute speech. And here's what I said to the people. Hold Hold the line, stand strong, don't give up your rights, do it peacefully, no guns, no swords, During sol do, do it solidarity style, uh, paralyze their system, but do it peacefully, non-compliance way, just mm -hmm. say no. I mean, right. typical thing, nothing extraordinary. 
Mm. And um, Arsimpi was there listening to my speech. Not a big deal. Let me go home. I attended another rally Saturday and then another one uh, Sunday. Um, 20,000 people showed up. It was beautiful, powerful. And then on Tuesday, stepping out of my house, it was absolutely a gong show. The RCMP, detectives, uniformed Calgary police, SWAT team, um, mm. uh, undercover police. I was taken to the police custody, interrogated for hours, and then uh, shipped to prison, where, as you know, I spent 50 days most of it in isolation, solitary confinement, metal yep. boxes, concrete cells, psych mm. ward, a max pod, threatened, they threatened my life. They incited five different inmates to beat me up, perhaps murder me. Uh, a total gong show. Eventually that's I was it. released, but everything that they've done, and that's why I'm telling the story, because everything they've done to me, denying my bail, keeping me in isolation, threatening my life. Everything they did was built on the foundation of the three crooked amigos. Right. The whole tyranny was built on the foundation that was done ex parte, in silence, built without recordings, mm -hmm. just like the Soviets did just right. like the Gestapo did before. Mm -hmm. And the Crown prosecutors were building this case on top of that foundation, portraying me as extremely dangerous. I mm -hmm. cannot be unleashed of Canadian, on Canadian society because it will be a disaster. I don't listen to the court orders. I have already been found guilty mm -hmm. to contempts. This, that, I'm a, a lawbreaker, troublemaker. Wow, 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 wow. And the judges look at this and say, yeah, the crown is right. This guy is dangerous. He needs to stay locked up because, look, the judges have found him guilty. And that's how the story went. In the middle of the torture, because that's what it was, I have been tortured physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. The crown prosecutor came with the offer, remember? He says, if you plead guilty to one charge, mm -hmm. all the other yeah, charges yeah. will go away. Yeah, I have yeah. been charged with terrorism. In, um, interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the Defense Act, uh, which I have become the first Canadian in the history of Canada ever to be charged with this. And that's the one they wanted you to plead guilty on? No. Oh. No, they wanted me to plead guilty to one little mischief charge. Mm. I, I'll tell you why. And all the big charges, everything will go away. Here is what they wanted. They yes. wanted their front page story. Yeah. That's that's it. That's the only thing they wanted. Pastor Artopolowski pleads guilty. That's what they wanted. Yes. They wanted to take away hope yes. from the hearts of Canadians. 100%. If yeah. Pastor Artopolowski has been broken, if they did this to him and he pleads guilty, there is no more hope. I think that's what they were looking for. Well, by the grace of God, God gave me the strength family they were protesting outside prison international pressure political pressure finally i was let go but again as you remember i was i was let go on mm -hmm. strict bail conditions house arrest huge monetary uh, bail conditions assurities too um i cannot attend rallies go to protests uh, i mean Blah, blah, blah. I can't even feed the homeless people, uh, believe right. it or not. All right. of that was done to me based on the three crooked amigos. And then 
appeal comes. Appeal yeah. happened, I think it was 21st of July, if I remember, or 22nd of July, so 10 days ago. And, uh, and behold, three judges look at this case and are you ready? They found us innocent. Actually, what they said is everything that was done to us was illegal. illegal. And they said it was against natural law. I found this fascinating, a total turnaround, a total victory coming from the highest right. Supreme Court in the province of Alberta, uh, demanding uh, uh, them to return everything they have stolen from me. Also, um, releasing the conditions, of course, uh, the arrest, three arrests that were done under, under the foundation of the three crooked amigos, David Gates, John Rook and Adam Germain all kicked out. The house of cards mm. has started to tumble mm. and fall apart. That's why this is so, so important. So do you know if they base that ruling on Alberta's um, Bill of Rights or on the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Do you know? Um, I think they... Um, I don't think they even looked into the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Um, I'm not sure... They okay. said that the legislation, uh, the uh, court order was so vague, it was yeah. so not precise it, that it confused mm. the public. In other words, the judge made errors. Mm. Actually, all of them did. And that's right. why the whole thing was thrown out. So they, we won based on technicalities. Yeah. Um, and and. And it's very important because everything that was done to us in the province of Alberta was built on those three amigos, those crooked right. judges. Right. And the people were charged, like Kevin was charged under the same thing, Chris mm. Scott. Like many people mm. in the freedom fighting community were charged because the villains, the gangsters in uniform used that piece of garbage right. paper the injunction from John Rook as the basis of tyranny, because that's what it is. There's right. no other word that we can describe what was so happening to us. If these judges deemed their actions to be illegal, is there any avenue for you to, to I guess, file charges or initiate a police investigation into these people who obviously broke the law? Yes. Um, Yes. However, you know and I know mm -hmm. that those types of cases are extremely expensive. Expensive, yeah. And for that, I would need the whole patriotic community to start supporting me if mm -hmm. I am to hire powerful lawyers and sue those people mm -hmm. out of their mm -hmm. socks personally, right. not just as agents of the tyranny, but also go after them personally for what they have done uh, mm. to us well i still got time yeah. uh, to go after them so i'm not uh, overly in a in a rush mm. um however it sends a message to the villains telling yes. the villains look we're coming after you now the tables mm. are turning and mm. you have not bought all of the judges there's still some good yeah and judges. that's and that's I, I think this whole thing archer it is so important to to instill hope back into people that there are still 
judges that haven't been corrupted. There are still righteous people defending our rights as humans. Uh, and, and so it, it's just such an important case um, to, to reinstill some of that hope and, and, and encouragement in people. A hundred percent, Mark. I think this story, which is, of course, um, don't don't get me wrong, it fascinates me and my own family. Even though I'm part of it, and it happened mm-hmm. to me, and, mm-hmm. and and the prison was real, physically, spiritually, mentally, was a real thing to me and my family. Still, it's a fascinating story because we are talking about the highest level of corruption yes. that yes. you can imagine in a country from the uh, from the judges to the politicians and not just any politicians, premier, ministers, AHS agents, Calgary police, Edmonton police, RCMP officers. We're talking about the highest level of, of corruption. And it sends a message. And here is the message. Yes, it sends yes. a message to people like, uh, like you and others that if a guy like me with a funny accent a Polish immigrant that escaped communism. And if he, if he can stand against the highest powers, the high, the biggest guns in the country and stands against giants, Goliaths mm-hmm. in the land. And if he can prevail against those types of people, yes. so can I. I think that's the message that I wish people will take from this. If I can do it, that means anyone can do it. I'm no special. Look at, listen to my English. Sometimes, you know, I'm wondering if what I'm saying is actually English or it's Paul English. And if a man like me can do it, Mm -hmm. you can do it also. And I think this is the most important important victory so far against the COVID tyranny yeah. because it says it says Artoplowski, a Polish immigrant with a broken English, no money, no power, no real political power could face the giant, the Goliath of the land and chop his head off. If he can do it, we can do it also. Well, and it, it, and, and it, it's so important right now because there's a lot of people that are very nervous as to what government is going to do come this fall and they're already laying tracks with monkeypox and all these other stuff. Um, I think they're going to have a much harder time um, bringing in these mandates and restrictions based on your case and other cases that we've won. Uh, it, they're going to have a much harder time doing that. I don't think, I don't think people are going to be as agreeable as they were the first time around. And a lot of that has to do with your experience and, and others as well. I hope so because that's the whole. so far everything I said, everything you said, and others like us, we were right. We were yeah, called yeah. conspiracy theorists. <laughs> While um, those theories are facts mm-hmm. right now, uh, they're no longer theories. We can uh, we can name the people that were jobbed and have adverse uh, reactions yes. we can yes. uh, we can point out of people that died not because of this nonsense but because of what because of the remedy remedy put it this right. way yeah. so i think our voice is now more credible than ever before yes. because yes. of people's own experience 100%. Uh, so what's uh, what's um what's for now for me 
remember Jason Kenny with those boys uh, broke the same rules and regulations, and mm. I think it's costing them the leadership. Um, Jason Kenny had to cheat the election just to stay in power. Yeah. Um, tra uh, tra um, Travis Thieves, um is on a way out. Um, we have an, uh, a leadership election as we speak right now. I think the guard is changing. I think more and more people are aware of what's going on. I hear left and right people that even were jabbed multiple times and they're saying, now we know if we knew what we know now, we would never do this. But now there is no way we're taking a third one. Uh, right. So there is a big pushback. There is a big resistance. But don't kid yourself. Those uh, tyrants those wannabe fearers of yes. they, they know that if we get the power we're coming after them so they're going to fight to the dead they will try to finish you off in a fall so you would not be able to rise up in a spring yes. spring in alberta is election so mm. anyway i don't know if you know i did not make that public yet i mean not public uh, you know public statement i'm just mm. um I'm just telling people that that's my intention. I'm going to run for a political office as well in the upcoming election. Very good. Because, because I uh, realized that those evil, wicked people will never allow me to just be a pastor. And right. I struggle with that for a very long time because, Mark, that's what I want to do. Leave me alone. I just want to be a pastor. I want to run churches. I want to feed the poor, right. do Christian festivals. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone and you will never be yeah, here my name in the news um but it looks like even though we have this huge victory it looks like they're proceeding uh, with the criminal charges they're proceeding with the coots um craziness they're proceeding with uh, i'm still in court i received a hundred thousand dollar ticket for feeding homeless um and they're still proceeding with all of that so what that tells me is that i guess i have to become a politician and chase the very thing that was chasing me yes and um so yes. i i'm looking at my options right now um i think that we have a chance i think there is enough good people that would vote for uh people like us um as much as i don't want to do it i believe that god is leading me towards that decision i and believe within, that too within a few days i think i'm going to make my you know, public announcement, and then uh, we'll see what God will do with that. Uh, and, and that uh, would be provincially, Archer. Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm going to try provincially uh, because that's the election we're going to have in May. Um, mm. So we'll see what happens if we can fix one province. Yes. Then we can try to fix the entire. Nation. Well, and I think. I, you know, I, I like obviously you're aware that I ran federally two times, but I'm really starting to think that a lot of the work can be done provincially and, and needs to be done provincially. And so, I mean, I'm so happy to hear that you're running for for public office in Alberta, uh, provincial politics, because I just think you can have such an enormous impact um, and, and you will find enormous support, I think, too. And 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 really get into there and start you know turning turning the tables a little bit yeah i mean you know think about it um if we we have seen we warned people before and, and and you know the thing is we've warned everyone the good the bad and the ugly 
I mm. wish no one harm, even right. those that I disagree with. You know, uh, right. they're calling me homophobe, xenophobe, a racist, you know, the typical uh, craziness. But the truth is, my church is filled with Native Americans, Blacks, mm. Jamaicans, Asians, mm. Chinese. It, you know, it doesn't matter where right. you come from. What matters is that we all have been created in the image of God. And from time to time, I may disagree with your life choices. Mm. Um, sometimes I will disagree with what you said or what you did, but that does not mean I hate you. Right. Uh, that means we just have uh, differences of opinion. I have a different right. opinion with my wife from time to time, with my children, with my parents, sure. with my brothers. Sometimes I will disagree. What makes us, what makes us human? That's right. So um, I think I think I don't have an option. I desperately look for a way out mm. of of this ring, if you will. Uh, I used to be a professional boxer. Um, so when you engage the enemy, you you, you got you stuck. Um, you have to keep punching. You can't throw a towel because then you've lost and they will finish you off. So they engaged me. I defended myself, but I think it's time to become a little bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. We have to engage yes. the political arena. We have to start we running. Uh, we have to raise a powerful party, and we have to do a proper campaign. And for that, I will need help from people like you. I mean, when I will finally make my public mm -hmm. announcement, I'll turn to all my friends. Yes, ask, um, please do. I, I, I'll ask for, for help because the power uh, that we are going to be facing right now is going to be huge. Uh, they mm -hmm. will be terrified. They will be scared of someone like me. Uh, why? Because I think God wants to give me the biggest plunger there mm. is in the province of Alberta to clean, mm. to drain the swamp, if you will. Yes. And, uh, and if you have ever had a clock, you know, toilet, you know, it's a stinky um, a business. It's it, there's no fun no. in it. But you got to keep, no. keep, but it, need, but it has to happen. <laughs> it has to happen or your whole house is going to be right. destroyed. And that's exactly what we are seeing right now. Our house has yes. been destroyed. Our provinces, our territories are being pillaged by those wannabe tyrants. Uh, Trudeau, of course, is a psychopath, psychopath mm. on a mission to destroy Canada. That's what yes. he has been doing uh, yes. since the beginning. That's what his father was doing when he was in power and his son just wants yes. to finish the job. So you better um, wake up. This is a, a final calling, if you will, a final call to the Canadians. Please, we have been warning you and we have proven to you we were right. Yes. So please, if we were right 99%, we will be right the 1% to, to top it up to the 100. We need to take political mm -hmm. sphere in our provinces and territories. Yes. We, have, we don't have a choice anymore because those people will not stop hurting us. They'll keep going. Um, yes, so pray for me. Pray that God would give me wisdom, that he would give me supernatural knowledge and good people so I can be surrounded by godly people that will watch my back. Yes. God bless you, Art. And when you're ready... 
please let me know. I'll, I'll help you in any way I can. Uh, Alberta needs you and this country needs you, um, as Vince Fenton says as well. You have enormous support with uh, with my followers and supporters. Um, we all love you to death. We, we know you're a lion. And we, we do have to get inside, uh, I think, to, to stop this. And, and I can't, I'm so happy to hear that you're, that you're doing that. Uh, I think it's extremely important and it's, it's, it's probably, um, you know, your calling. Uh, I, you're an incredible individual. And, you know, Mark, um, I, I have not been looking for this. And again, no. I, I sound, no, sometimes... none of us have. Right. Um, we sound sometimes like a broken record because truly, we just want to be left alone. Leave us yes. alone. Let yes. us do what we're good at, which is you can laugh at it, but I love to feed the poor. I know it's a it's a weird hobby, if you will, but because it's not a hobby for me, I just love to be around people. And yes. if they are hungry, I'll gladly feed them. Actually, I can sit at our church for hours sometimes and just watch people eating. Just watch people crying. Just watch people being happy. Yes. And knowing that I did my little thing, cheering their life, cheering them up for those few hours. And it gives me such an enormous joy. And mm -hmm. in our lineups, we have everyone, homosexuals, Muslims, mm -hmm. atheists, rich, <laughs> poor, good, bad, and ugly. It doesn't matter. Right. who comes to the lineup if you stand in the lineup that means you want our services i gladly uh, give it to you and then when i go to church building we uh, we meet five times a week three times on the streets twice in the building i love to just hang around with like-minded people teaching te you know teaching history and theology and, and pray with people and worship with people and laugh and cry with people uh, and that's what i love to do but if the government of today is not going to allow me to do what mm -hmm. I love to do, which is right. being a pastor. Well, then I will become a politician. If and not, the government. If, uh, if, if, if only to bring back my rights and not just my rights, but the rights of other people to pursue that happiness yes. according to their own conscience. Is yes. that not why we all emigrated to this country? It was not why the founding fathers came from Europe because they were sick and tired of being persecuted yeah, by right. the tyrants of their time. Right. And 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 lately we've been handing it all away. And it's, you know, there's a time for us and that time is now, Archer. And, and I can't think of a better calling uh, for you and for for myself and 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 many others, um, to to fix this, I think we have the power to fix it, and God's behind us, and uh, we can't fail in that regard. I think I think we are about to see, Mark, the biggest pride of lions coming together ever seen on this side of eternity. I think God is bringing us into His savanna for a big meal those hyenas have been around for too long and they yes. truly think that they are the kings in the jungle we need to remind them that being in a public office 
It yep. means being a servant of people, servant, serving us, serving people, serving the needs of the people, not being a tyrant of the people like we have seen in the past three years. So if by God's grace and his will, if he will allow me to run and and if he will allow me to win, that's what I will try to bring. I yes. will still feed the poor as a politician. I'll still preach the gospel in the church. I'll still do yeah. what God called me to do, just like Aberhart did, just like Manning did in the province of Alberta. Do you know that we had two premiers in the province of Alberta, the longest serving premiers, I think, at that time in the history uh, of the world? Uh, I think um, Aberhart served. 40 or 50 years, I don't remember exactly now, mm. but a long time. Um, and they were pastors. Mm. That's why Alberta was called the Bible Belt of Canada. Right. They were preaching sermons on Sunday, which were broadcasted on the radio as premieres. I found mm. this fascinating. I think mm. it's time to go back to the heritage of our beloved nation. 100%. 100%. Arthur, I, I, I know that there is a revival happening as we speak there truly is and and it's a revival um that is so necessary because as you say the the, the whole roots of our foundation western civilization are christian values and and and, and it's coming back I, i'm telling you we just did a tour of saskatchewan uh 10 11 cities um packed houses every event that we went to and all of them were based in in faith and and with God as as a center and and understanding and recognizing the values of western civilization are christian values and that that we need to revert back to that so there i know something's happening i feel it i see it i hear it amen praise god so keep me in prayer i am yes. i i this will sound terrible mark but sometimes i feel like torn torn apart mm -hmm. um arthur Polosky, a pastor says why do you need this field why do you why do you want to go into this human manure called politics mm -hmm. um just stay away from this and just live your life in peace the other side is it. being prompted or poked if you will from behind yeah. um pricked by god into i need someone like yes, Joseph yes. in the in, in in the position of power mm. to bring sanity back to this yes, nation. Yes. Someone yes. that is willing to speak the truth without compromise. Uh, someone yes, that is willing to expose what's really going on. Someone that is real. I think more people are sick. I am sick and tired of the politicians. I can't stand them. They're liars. They're pathological liars. They're yes, manipulators. Yes. Every time they open the mouth, I want to yell and scream, you bloody liars. What I think people are thirsty for. Yes. I know I am thirsty. Yes. I'm thirsty for someone. To someone that's the truth. truth. Love him or hate him. Take him or not. But someone that you will know yes, when yes. he speaks he means what he says. Is that not why Trump won? I mean, yes. I, I, I don't want to promote Trump. I actually like Trump. I like his, I love his family. It's, it's amazing family. My son, 
was able just a few days I saw ago, pictures, yeah. Right? He was yeah. able to meet with um, uh, Trump Jr. And he was uh, mm-hmm. in the same room with um, with Donald Trump, the president, when he gave his speech. Um, and um, DeSantis and Ted Cruz and, and other uh, mm. people. Um, so I, I, I know Trump family. I've listened to Eric. I was actually speaking at the same platform that Eric Trump was speaking. So mm. I pay attention. I hang around with Eric backstage. So I, I look at people. I look what they say mm. when the cameras are not rolling, when people are not sure. listening. They're good people. They're highly patriotic people. And mm. Trump is a fascinating individual because when he walks in, he walks in is not a double-minded individual with two hats, depends right. of, right. of the environment. You, you, <laughs> you listen to, the, to this guy and you either you marvel, wow, or you kind of like, oh my God, did he really sure. say that? Right. You know, And I think that's why he's so popular. People want... 100%. That is real. But, but real Archer, Archer the, the people have been lied to for so long that when people like yourself and myself and others, especially live events, town hall events where you're there in person and people can see you and they feel you and they, they're thirsty, they're starving for somebody to tell them the truth. And when you do it, they appreciate it more than, than we know. Because they've been lied to for so long, and and so we need to have people doing that. And and again, um, you're going to play a huge role in all of this, my friend. Well, that's what I pray. Um, we know the verse that comes back to me all the time, Mark. Is and and today I was asked by a reporter, what is my most favorite verse, and and the one that pops up into my head all the time. For actually a number of years is here I am, Lord, use me. I'm not the most yes. talented guy. Yes. Um, I have a, a hard time sometimes with English language. I've never studied English language. I learned English at the construction site. And if you know anything about construction, you know it was not good. <laughs> right? Because construction workers you to swear. <laughs> every second word is something that you don't want to repeat. And their grammar, of course, is completely messed up. So I learned that. And to unlearn something that you've learned before is very hard, especially for our age people, right? So when I look at myself, I'm not the most talented. My English, you know, it it is what it is. Um, I'm not I'm not the most knowledgeable person. I'm not the best looking person. Um, as a lion, I have a huge problem because my hair <laughs> your is, mane is a little light, yeah. Right, is disappearing. <laughs> uh, I don't understand why God would raise a lion and took his hair out, but hey, <laughs> God is God and he does whatever he wants to do. Um, yeah. I used to fight with God and I lost. Uh, I don't do those mistakes anymore. I like to win. Um, and yet the verse comes back to me over mm-hmm. and over again. Just say it. It's like God is saying to every one of you that are listening, just say it. Here I am, Lord. Mm. Use me. Yeah. Don't play this too much in your head. Don't mm. think too much. Just make yourself available. Here I am, yes. Lord. 
Yeah. Whatever capacity, whatever you want me to do, here I am, Lord. You want to use a guy like me? I wouldn't use a guy like me. Mm -hmm. But if you want to, here I am, Lord. If I can be useful in your kingdom, here I am, Lord. Use me. God, yeah. if you want to forward your kingdom by using me as your tool, here I am, Lord. Use yes. me. Just please equip me for such a time as this. Give me favor. Give me knowledge. Give me wisdom so I can actually do what you want me to do and surround me with the people that are wiser, smarter, mm -hmm. more knowledgeable than me so I can have good godly advice while I'm forwarding your kingdom in whatever capacity that is. And and I'm telling you, I think that's the only thing God is waiting for. He's not waiting for the talent because he owns the talent. Yes. And, and Arthur, I, I think you're a fine communicator. I think you're an outstanding communicator. Um, and I think what comes across that's obvious to everyone when you speak is your integrity and your truth and you speak the truth, and you're genuine, and people see that. Regardless, you know, I mean, you, you, you second guess your ability to, to speak English, but it's it's completely fine. I have no problem understanding everything you've said tonight. Um, but it's it's your heart, it's your integrity, it's it's your ability to tell the truth, and you're genuine. And that's what people want, and that's what people are desperate for because they haven't had it for so long. So, um, yeah. I, I'm just so happy to hear that that you're you're getting involved politically, especially provincially. I think it's important. And and so whenever you're ready to make that announcement and you need some help, by all means, come to me. I'll I'll help with anything I can. Thank you so much. For time being, if people wanna help what we do on a regular basis, go to streetchurch.ca, www.streetchurch.ca. And of course, um, you um, you will be able to be part of you know feeding thousands of people on the streets of Calgary three times a week and support the church and and then when I make my announcement, I have to open a bank account. I have to make it everything legal, and then we will start fundraising for the campaign. Because I'm telling you the truth, Mark, I am a little bit tired of Mickey Mouse campaigns. What we need to do is a proper, real, Christian-based, conservative-based campaign. Billboards, um, videos, uh, yes. meetings, like the whole nine yards, the way it's supposed to be done. Yes. I've done a number of campaigns where the budget was, you know, minus $5,000, and, and it's no fun. So I prayed to God, I said, God... If I am to do this, I'm willing. My wife is willing. We're not eager to jump into this sewer, uh, but we will do it if that's your will for our lives. Mm. But please help us to do this properly. So, so would, would, would you do it under a party or would you do it as an independent? I was thinking independent, but I think uh, I'm going to join a party and I'm going to try to bring as many people to that party as possible Mm. And um, and and influence that party to become yes. the yes. machine that is required to win the next provincial election. So that's what I'm thinking. Yes. We need a vehicle. We need a bus. Well, and, 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 and Alberta needs unity um, with these alternative parties. There's I think there's five or six of them. 
And and so I think you can maybe help that process along in, in uniting that and creating that viable entity political party in Alberta for Albertans to have a choice, a, a viable, legitimate choice. And I think you can play a very strong role in that. So, uh, yeah, that's my intention. That. My intention yeah. is to bring the freedom fighters as many as possible into one umbrella. Yes. It's not a perfect umbrella. It will need tweaking. It will need help. Uh, but it's a vehicle. I mean, we gotta. Yes. If we are to drive, well, you can walk, or you can take the bus that is not perfect and try to influence the driver or to be, you know, become a driver uh, to be able to lead or steer, stir people into the right direction. So that's what I'm leaning towards. I will make my announcement within a week. I don't have more time. I have to do it. And, um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll throw this as a fleece. God, if this is you, here I am. If, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not eager to jump there, but I'll do it. And if I'll do it, I'll go wholeheartedly. I'll push as hard as I can. I'll try to create a vehicle for Albertans, just like you said, that will give them that that option. Yes, the viable alternative, 100%. And again... Let me know when you're ready, and I'll I'll have you on again, and we'll have a we'll have that discussion, and maybe a little bit more politics, um, in in that uh, in that discussion. Thank you very much for coming on and telling the story again. Again, I think it was an enormous win, and it's it's reinstilled some hope and some encouragement in people. Um, and, and just and thank you for being as strong as you are and not bending the knee. To tyranny, um, you're you're a pillar for 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 a lot of people, my friend. Thank you so much. You too. God bless you. And until next time, stay strong. Yes, you too. All right. Thanks, Arthur. Bye now. All right. <laughs> what a what a great man. And I'm so happy to hear that he's getting involved in provincial politics in Alberta. <laughs> Uh, that guy has a spirit about him. He has an aura about him um, that he could really shake things up in that province. Um, and it's it makes me happy that he's getting involved. Um, that, that could be something very, very special for Albertans. Uh, anyway, that's uh, about two hours now. That's um, more than enough. Um, Thanks for coming on, you guys. Thanks for sharing the night with us. And thanks for sharing this out. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job of getting it out there. Uh, Let's see. We got uh, 28 on YouTube, 16 on Mark. That's not enough. Canada first. 38 on Saskatoon Grasswood and 49 on uh, Mark Freeze and PPCs, 50 on there. So not too bad. Um, Again, I'm still really shadow banned on all these, but um it's starting to it's starting to improve so hopefully um i can uh, continue to increase the numbers um but yeah other than that i think that's going to be a wrap so we had a good show with raw Boudelier and uh archer perlowski and uh yeah we'll see you next time and remember globalism bad nationalism good ciao for now Hello. <laughs> Yannicka just opened the door. <laughs> I have to talk to you. <laughs>
Yes. Okay. All right. Goodbye.